There are many perks to opening a new smart checking account at Royal Credit Union, including no monthly fees, no minimum balance, and a $250 bonus. Getting your $250 is easy. Open your account online or at any Royal office, receive two payroll direct deposits, and you'll get $250 in your savings account. See offer details and exclusions and open your account today at rcu.org slash checking bonus. Insured by NCUA. It's a Buttes battle on the college hockey scene as Kirsten St. Cloud State Huskies take on my number one University of Minnesota Gophers. We bring in noted Minnesota State alum Dan Myers to get chirped for his Mavs early exit and talk some more college hockey. Not to mention only 10 games left in the regular season. Hear how we think the Minnesota Wild will fare. As always, we're created by New Voice Studios, presented by Soda Stick, brought to you by Talk North, Grain Belt, Jim Beam, and Royal Credit Union. This is Season 4, Episode 169. Celebrate your favorite Minnesota sports teams and moments with SodaStick.com. Relive the Met Center chairs, the Metrodome push, and so much more with unique and quality garb found only at Soda Stick. Don't forget to add code BARDOWNBEAUTIES at checkout for 15% off all of your purchases. At Jim Beam, they know the importance of tradition. Like chanting, let's play hockey prior to the start of each game or playing the state of hockey anthem after a wild win. This season, raise one to your fan family with the bourbon that invites us all to come as friends and leave as family. Jim Beam Bourbon Whiskey, the official bourbon whiskey partner of the Minnesota Wild and XL Energy Center. Drink smart, Jim Beam Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume. Copyright 2021, James B. Beam Distilling Company, Incorporated, Fairmont, Kentucky. Hello, everybody. What's going on? Bar Down Beauties, episode 169. Nice. Uh, does that constitute as a nice if it's at the in within a number? I think those who... Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Those that I really think, are, get into that probably are into it. They would be into it. They yeah. would accept it. They would there agree. That's for you people. Uh, this is the Bar Down Beauties. I'm Jesse Pierce, writer for NHL.com, Wild.com, yada yada. She's Kirsten Kroll, the face of the Minnesota Wild. Today, for those of you lucky enough to watch on YouTube, we've got our representation for our college hockey teams who square off on Saturday for a bid to the Frozen Four. Kirsten, obviously, St. Cloud, me, University of Minnesota, roll the boat, Sky Yuma, go Gophs. Um, Kirsten, obviously, this is going to be released on Monday. So by Monday, one of us is sad already. But what's our bet? Let's place our bet now. This is something that needs to, to place be done. A bet. You can't place a we, We're going to do it. It's got to happen. I'm scared. This is a passion for both of us. You having been an alma mater, me growing up a Gopher fan, uh, having college hockey be my number one before pro hockey ever was a thing here for me. That's I just the Gophers were everything. I loved it. And I still do just a little less. Um What's our bet? I don't know. Like public shame, public humiliation. You have a bet going on with Dan Myers, who was our guest in the second segment. Obviously, he was a Minnesota State fan or is a Minnesota State fan, rather. But they fell to Kirsten St. Cloud Huskies. He'll be joining us to talk a little bit more about college hockey and the bet that her and he made. So what are we going to do, Kirsten? Let's go. You know, you shaved your head over the summer (laughs) in a bet. Not even a bet was placed. I don't think there was a bet. You're just like, no. I'll go do We it. set the bar very <laughs> low. Uh, for those of you unaware, at the Beauty League, they were giving out mullets. 
Kirsten thought it'd be funny to be like, hey, if this gets so many likes or retweets or and then I got so many follows, Jesse would get a mullet. I don't back down to my things. I mean, I did only a half halfsy, but I still have the remnants of it. Jesse um, set the stakes back. and she set them incredibly low, like within 10 minutes. If that like I kept looking at her and I'm like, it's happening. <laughs> and then the hair was just falling down and we were like, oh, my gosh, this is, this is what we're doing. But luckily I was like, I can't believe this is happening. It counts. We could do a jersey swap. I'll wear a gopher's jersey. OK. Our right. loses. Fair. I like it. Okay. That that's was... what we're going to do. We'll do a Jersey swap that has to be shared on social media channels, Instagram and Twitter. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and social channels. Uh, but before we dive into more into college hockey, uh, again, lots of games happening this weekend. By the time you're listening to it, some of it may be old news, but deal with it. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk Minnesota wild Minnesota coming off of a road trip, which they split. They did get one point in Philly. They play again Saturday against the Chicago Blackhawks, hosting the Chicago Blackhawks at four. As always, we're recording on a Friday. So, Kirsten, my question to you is, how is how, what's the record going to be for your Minnesota Wild to close out the year? They have 10 regular season games left, nine after Saturday against the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, that includes five road games, five home games. Again, that's including Saturday's matchup with Chicago. Current record is 41-22-9. and nine. So, what do you think for the stretch? So, let's go, like, you know, like, say you think the Wild are going to go 9-0-1, right? Like, let's just do the 10 games Chicago included in that. What do you, what's your prediction for just the 10 game stretch? I'm feeling like it's going to be four, three and three in the final 10 games. Yes. Okay. The way they've been playing overtimes, just you get an overtime. Today's a good day to go to overtime. Like they're gonna, they're going to be taking a couple. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's realistic and four wins still keeps them in a pretty good spot and those three overtime points will give them, you know, a good buoy as well. I'm going to be optimistic only because in this latest stretch Minnesota has played uh 7 0 and 3 on the road, which again alludes to those overtime wins, but I think that's huge. Now, let's take a look at the schedule as well. They've got Chicago Saturday, they're hosting the Seattle Kraken who's also fighting very hard for their wild card spot. So that's going to be a heck of a game. Then they're on the road to Colorado. We we don't need to talk about that. They're on the road at Vegas, another team battling their bat. They have a home and home with Vegas. So they're on the road and then they come back and host Vegas. They go to Pittsburgh. Then they host St. Louis. Then they go to Chicago. Then they host Winnipeg. And then they're at Nashville. I mean, I think in my mind, there are maybe four guaranteed wins. So I'm going to count that up as four guaranteed wins. They're going to finish this last 10 out Six, two, and two. That's what I'm going to say. Six, two, and two, which is very optimistic for Jesse Pierce. Jesse's usually not this optimistic, but I'm also banking on health. I'm also banking on the road tendency to continue to play well. And I'm also banking on good goaltending. So all those things need to go right. Not asking for much, but I'm asking for a six, two, and two record. Uh, We will post these on social media. Would love to know what you guys think the Minnesota wild are going to finish up again. Kirsten, I know we talk about it week after week, but how do you feel about this Minnesota wild team? Because to me, they are still, I'm so like, I don't know, because one game they're playing tight defensive and very structurally sound. And I'm alluding to the game against New Jersey. And then the next night they're playing against the Philadelphia Flyers and they're loose and turning the puck over. They can score, but they can't stop the puck. I mean, what is this team? Is there an identity to this team? Is it a problem that there's not one true identity for the squad right now? 
Um, I'm not ready to say it's a problem, but they are so inconsistent or so across the board. And it's been that way all season long. Like at the beginning of the year, they were a little easier to get a read on because just they were consistently not doing well, um, mm-hmm. if we're going to be quite honest. But then they've picked up the pace and really turned that ship around. At this point in the year, they've just been consistently inconsistent. Like like we talked about, they win games that they're on the fence, like borderline. They're playing against an opponent who is much stronger, such as a New Jersey team, or skating alongside a Boston Bruins team, um, keeping it closer than people, I think, imagined. But then you're losing games to the Philadelphia Flyers. So I just, I can't get a good grip on it. Yeah, no, I agree. You're right. I don't think it's probably a problem. It's just kind of, it's, it is, it's that inconsistency, which at a time of the year, you need to be consistent, right? If, if all things now, again, Minnesota has placed themselves in a good spot in the central standings. As we're recording this on a Friday, they are just one point behind the Dallas stars for that. Number one, do you want Minnesota to mess around and just go for that number one spot in the central? Cause I don't know if I do. Or I don't, because again, last year they were number one, didn't help them out at all. Didn't do shit. Uh, I don't, I don't know that they necessarily need to get that number one spot. I, I obviously want them to continue to grab all the points they can so that there's no question if they're in the playoffs or not, but looking at the matchups is number one, your best bet. I really don't know. Um, I really don't think we're going to get like a solid positioning to where we're like, yes, like the playoff standings are solidified. I want the wild to finish here because then they're going to be taking on this opponent right here. The wild card right now, it's just everything is flip-flopping in this Western Conference so much. I don't think we're going to find out what things look like until there's literally like one or two games left. So it's going to be a game time decision, like very last minute for me. But just to kind of go off what you said a little bit, I don't need the wild to get that number one spot in the central. Happened last season, did nothing for them. They get bounced in the first round by St. Louis. So I'm like, I don't know. We don't need it. I just want them to do well in the postseason. Like well-being, get out of the first round. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. the elephant in the room. That is the elephant in the room. The other kind of somewhat elephant in the room, maybe we can call it that. I don't know what's a good Russian animal, the polar bear in the room. Uh, real Caprisa. Yeah, yeah, right? Do they That's have cold. polar bears in Russia? I don't know. They have bears, right? Eric, do they have polar bears in Russia? That's true, Garrick. If if uh, our Russian fans could let us know what like your animal, big go-to animal is, I would love to learn that. Um, as always, shout out to all of our viewers over there. Um, no, Kirill Kaprizov, still injured. We talked about it at our live show. I've talked about it with numerous other people. I think all the fans have been talking about it. What happens when this lineup for your Minnesota Wild is fully healthy, when Kirill Kaprizov is back? Minnesota did just reassign Sammy Walker down to Iowa two-day Friday, um, so that eliminates one extra forward. You still have too many bodies, though, and you have too many players that are playing too consistently well, Kirsten. I mean, obviously, Kirill slots back in that top line where Marcus Foligno currently is holding his spot, but who comes out when you look at the way that these guys are playing, the guys that are performing, and the chemistry that is forming as well between these lines? Who are you scratching when Kaprizov is back? And then let's not even mention maybe when Gustav Nyquist comes back, too. Yeah, uh, I mean, we've kind of bounced around with this idea before. I think it'll be Ryan Reeves, unfortunately. And that stinks to say because he's been playing really well. He's been blowing expectations, doing things 
we didn't expect from him. Um, but I, unfortunately just, I see him probably sitting it out and then I'm stealing this one from you. Cause you brought this up. Mason Shaw. Mm-hmm. Once, once that kind of idea bounced around, I'm like, okay, like history kind of repeats itself. We look back to a few weeks ago when Mason Shaw was getting scratched. Dean Evison was like, it's not because he's playing bad. Like it just, we're in the position where people are healthy and it's the odd man out and it just has to be him. So mm-hmm. it stinks and people are playing well and you don't want to take them out of the lineup. But I see those two getting the short end of the stick. Yeah, I mean, I think Shazi getting sat is not a reflection on the way he's playing. And I don't think anybody that ends up getting benched necessarily, with the exception of defense, we've been very harsh on defense. We don't need to name names anymore, but I think we all know who those (laughs) certain defensemen might be that should be sitting more consistently. And maybe the ones that are sitting shouldn't be sitting, whatever. We don't need to get into it. Um, No, I think especially when it comes to the forwards, it's just hard to like, what makes sense. Now I know you all came for me because I had mentioned Marcus Felino before. I still kind of stand by that. If we are speaking strictly from an on ice component, again, I'm not asking Marcus Felino to be putting up points consistently or doing, I just haven't seen him doing a lot of anything for instance, in his shifts. And again, yes, I know he's hurt. And yes, I am a hundred percent aware that one, it ain't going to happen Two. He is everything in that locker room and he is, you know, a huge component of glue, which is just as important. But I'm saying strictly from an on ice standpoint, I'd rather him sit than a Ryan Reeves. I think Ryan Reeves has brought more together. And the other reason is I think that fourth line has played so tremendously well. Now, again, that being said, there isn't a line that has been that has played very poorly. Maybe something on the third line. Maybe you're looking at a Brandon Duhame coming out, but I think he's been playing okay. You obviously don't mess with your Johansson, um, Eck, and Boldy line because that's your that's been your moneymaker since Kaprizov has been out. But yeah, I mean, it's a good problem to have. Um, I think Connor Dewar is safe as as his name. I know some people throw out there because he's on the PK, but so is Mason Shaw. Mason Shaw is a big part of that PK too. So you also have to take into consideration those things. So I don't know what happens. I don't. And again, you throw in Gustav Nyquist who hasn't played a game in forever, but you want to see him play. Bill Guerin went out and got him for the playoffs. What does, what happens then? Cause now you have even more guys to try to slot in, um, especially a new guy who hasn't worked in the systems. It's a lot, Kirsten. It's a lot. Like I haven't had caffeine today. My brain hurts. Also <laughs> to backtrack off a couple things you said, that's top line forward. Marcus Felino to you. Mm, mm-hmm. um, yes. Yes. Uh, Felino no, not spelled F O L I G N O not F A L I G N O for that man who came for me saying, I didn't know hockey just so you know, let's, I know how to let's learn how to spell before we start throwing <laughs> unnecessary chirps because you don't want to open that can of worms. Just no, you saying. don't not with um, me, but no, I, I think you make valid points as far as Felino. Um, and then, yeah, I think Mason Shaw, it's just a lot of interesting things to consider and I'm happy I'm not making the decisions, but also there are some decisions I wish I could make that seem like very cut and dry, but I don't know. I don't know. And, and there's still time as we'd mentioned, still 10 games when we're recording nine games by the time you listen to it left in the regular season. So things can change. And that's assuming everybody's healthy, good to go. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov, to my knowledge, as of right now, 1051 has still not started skating yet. So that's, you know, up in the air as to when he might finally return, whether it actually is come toward the regular season or just the playoffs. We will see. Uh, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk college hockey with Mr. Dan Myers. And mostly I'm just excited for Kirsten to chirp 
the hell out of him because everybody <laughs> loves a good chirp on Dan Meyer. So we'll take a break. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. We're back going to talk all things college hockey. Who better to join us to do such things than Dan Myers? Uh, first, let's just get it out of the way. Kirsten, anything you'd like to say to noted Minnesota State alum Dan Myers? Dan, I'm sorry your team wasn't better last night and that St. Cloud defeated them. Not only defeated them, but in a 4-0 shutout fashion. Um, I apologize for that. I apologize for the beers you have had to consume to console yourself afterwards. Um, and I want to hear really nice and loud dogs up roll cloud from you. Dogs up. Is that actually a thing? Dogs up? Um, it is a what, thing, what, at least to me. Is, I don't care if that? no one else does it. I do it all the time. I love that you're going with it. Like, just own it. Dogs up. I guess not knowing, not knowing much about the puppy pound or anything there. Like, I thought that was a thing that they do at St. Cloud. And I mentioned it to one other St. Cloud person. They're like, no, absolutely not. And I come to find out it's, it's strictly a Kirsten thing. How old was the person that you asked? I do think there was like maybe one or two other people like that I went to college with that did it, but it hasn't caught on to the general public yet. Yeah, yet that they were my age, probably, probably have no idea who you are. No offense. Well, and you were a big time TV star at St. Cloud State. So maybe that was just, it wasn't maybe a student section thing as much as it was like a Husky production thing. I don't know, but that was my just total. You totally owned it though. So, like, as someone who didn't go to St. Cloud State, like, I wouldn't have known that wasn't a thing because you're just like, dogs up, let's go. I'm like, oh, all right, dogs up. Can I hear a roll cloud following that? No, you will never hear me say roll cloud. I'll put your damn jersey on. I'll pay off a bet. I'm not ever saying that phrase, though. Uh, I did look that funny, by the way, yesterday. We stopped in St. Cloud on the way up and uh, had all of our purple stuff on, and we got some looks. I'll just say that. As you should. As you should. Just to stir the pot. How do you feel? I mean, we didn't get to catch a whole lot of the game because we had a live show in Red Wing yesterday, so we were driving. Um, But you had mentioned Minnesota State probably didn't play nearly as bad as the score might have indicated, or did they? I mean, for them to get there, obviously realizing that this is a completely different team than my casings has had. They're missing Dryden McKay, right? They graduated so many. To get there, was that an accomplishment for the Mavs? Well, I think if you if you talk to Mike Hastings and Todd Cannot and you injected them with truth serum, uh, I'd I say the expectation is probably to get to the tournament, but this team um, was going to probably be a step back from the teams that we've seen reach the frozen four in, in over the last couple of years. Now, Minnesota state got hot after Christmas. They were 500 team at Christmas break. I mean, I, I remember uh, my wife and I were down at the games in Mankato. They got swept by Bemidji in the final two games before Christmas. And we were just saying like, gosh, this team's just, they're okay. Right. I mean, that, they weren't bad. They weren't good. They're just okay. Yeah. I mean, this is a team that lost, one game on home ice each of the last two or three years. And they had already lost five games on home ice by Christmas break, but went 15 to three after the break, got hot, still barely snuck in. They still needed a win, a miracle comeback win in that CCHA championship game just to get into the tournament. And frankly, last night, I thought Minnesota state was the better team for the bulk of that game. I thought the Mavericks played really well. I have no qualms at all about how MSU played in that game. Uh, I just thought Caster was really good in net for St. Cloud State. They were opportunistic. They scored on their opportunities. 
Uh, Minnesota State had more opportunities. I thought had better opportunities. The difference was the goaltender. I thought St. Cloud State uh, played okay, played all right, but they're going to have to elevate their play if they want to have a chance to beat Minnesota in the region final. Yeah, I was going to say, Kirsten, how are you feeling? We're obviously recording this on a Friday. Big matchup for the Buttes tomorrow. I took Kirsten to a gopher game earlier on in the year. She was very embarrassed by my fandom, but I loved it. I've always loved it. I was just proud. I was proud of Kirsten. I saw the social media. I was proud of how Kirsten responded and how she just basically looked at you with disgust because I was doing the same thing. You get, and you thank you. I like to hold M- myself to I a higher standard M- M- as yes. she was doing what she is S- doing right now. O- I sat P- there a- just sipping on a beer, Soda. just counting down the minutes Soda. until it was over <laughs> and letting her yeah. have her moment. That's How the do way you, to do it. Really. I mean, Dan, you alluded to a curse. And what are your thoughts? I mean, let's, let's pretend that we're not wearing the jerseys. Let's pretend we're not complete fans. How do you feel about St. Cloud matching up with Minnesota? Now, Minnesota, obviously, Tough go out the gate against Kinesis for a while. I was like, this is actually happening, right? Kinesis is up. You're like, oh, no. And then you're like, oh, no, there's the Gophers. And they pot, you know, six, seven additionals on them and just kind of embarrass them. How are you feeling? Okay, wait, hold on. I want to talk to you about what you just said for a minute there, because at okay. the, I believe when I was following the game at the end of the second period, Kinesis or however you say their name, they were up two to one heading yes. into the third. But wasn't there like a five minute major game misconduct that was a complete turning point in that game or am I getting it mixed up with another game I think that did happen I believe hence the 9-2 score I just want to make that very clear as well I hope you're asking Jesse because by that point in the evening (laughs) I was many white claws in and I sort of like I sort of we were gonna stay this was our plan last night watch the Mavericks win you know hope the Gophers, I mean, someone, either way, Canisius, the Gophers, probably the Gophers in this scenario, we're going to be up like 5 nothing after one, and then we go out and hit the town. But yes. as you just alluded to, like, that was a game for, what, 40 minutes? So we're like, mm-hmm. all right, we'll stay for the second period. So then we watch the second period. And we're like, all right, maybe we'll stay for the third period. But in an absolute blink, that's what that Gopher team does. Like, it's going to be a really interesting game because Minnesota can absolutely fill the scoreboard at will and St. Cloud is defending awesome right now. I mean, back-to-back shutouts, um, you know, coming off the NCHC championship and then against Minnesota state yesterday. So it really is going to be kind of a tale of two teams, like polar opposites in terms of what their strengths are right now. It's going to be a great game. Sorry. Can I chime in for a sec with this one point? I might go a little long-winded because I've been holding this back Um, because I just wanted to ask Jesse about that over, not overtime, but the game yesterday. Um, Anyways, so I did catch some of the press conference with Brett Larson after they defeated Minnesota State. Um, And he was saying too, just listening to him talk, he was saying that he was worried with how the team was going to be able to respond after Duluth took them to three games to get to that frozen face-off how North Dakota just tested them, took them into overtime, and then playing a CC, then coming and playing a Minnesota State. He was worried that they were going to be worn down. He even said those first 20 minutes in that game against Minnesota State that they were being outplayed at that moment in time. Um, And so he thinks, if anything, that just sharpened them heading into the game against Minnesota. They've beat Minnesota at least once before earlier this season. I'm confident they can do it again. It just... 
they're not going to be able to just wait to get going. They've got to get going right from the jump. Minnesota is a good team, but also on the flip side, Minnesota also has to be not too confident just in what they have on their roster and just knowing where Minnesota, what they have to, as far as their record goes, they can't get too comfortable. So it's going to be a great matchup. I'm very excited for it, but I am a little nervous. I mean, there's a lot on the line. Well, and who are you rooting for then? I'm not, I'm rooting for the referees in that game. Um, I will say if St. Cloud starts the game against Minnesota, how they started against Minnesota state, St. Cloud state will not uh, come out of the first period tied zero zero. I think Minnesota state ultimately why MSU. And we talked about this earlier, why MSU, I think this was kind of considered not a rebuilding year, but maybe a step back year is the Mavericks didn't have the top end talent that we've seen them have in recent years. And you talked about Dryden McKay, Jesse, and and obviously Mm -hmm. he's fantastic. He's, uh, you know, the best goalie in the country for a long time, but even forwards up front, you know, there's no Mark Michaelis on this team. There's no Nathan Smith on this team. And so they really had to kind of do it and score goals different ways this year. And when they bought in, they were able to score a lot of goals. They were able to produce offense. I sensed some of that lack of buy-in in terms of they had to score greasy goals this year. That was just the identity of this team. And I don't think they bought in enough on that yesterday against St. Cloud. Now, Minnesota doesn't have to score that way. Minnesota can score any number of ways. And so if they're able to generate chances like the Mavericks were yesterday with the offensive firepower they have, Minnesota's going to win that game and they're going to win it going away. No, obviously we're that's not all... my prediction. I that's... don't know, but that's no, if, I like if it. I'm on board with the it. same way. They're they're going to be in trouble for sure. Go go throw the boat, Sky Yuma. Let's go. Uh... <laughs> Lord, I just I, I loved college hockey before I loved pro hockey. It was just it was my jam. It was my thing. I want to talk about You're other a games. Child like me, Jesse, like I we know. didn't grow up right. Little kids with a professional hockey team. Like, you know, the Judd Zolgads of the world always talk about the North Stars days. Well, when the North Stars left, I was, and you're a little younger than me, but I was nine when they left. So like my formative years of growing up was college hockey. And first, Mm -hmm. the first hockey game I ever went to in my life was Mariucci Arena. The Gophers were playing Minnesota Duluth. Brian Bonin had two goals and an assist. Like I've told this story before. I have an autographed picture of Brian Bonin on my desk at home. It's the one gopher thing I own. And I got to talk to him again at hockey day, which was really cool. It's the only time in my entire career that I've ever been starstruck. And, you know, like you, Jesse, I paved the way for you on the NHL.com side, uh, allowing you to do the, the fine work that you do mm-hmm. over there as well as mm-hmm. your work at wild.com. But I mean, you know, like we're going in, you, you get access to the biggest names in hockey and, you know, you go in and talk to Crosby, you know, Vetchkin and Tamu Solani was kind of the one for me, like when I worked there that sort of got me a little starstruck because he was my favorite player when I was a little kid. Yeah. And I think no matter how old you are, like you always look at these guys through the eyes of 10 year old you or 12 year old you. Um, and that's why, you know, like people have asked me, you know, you, you know, what do you think of this guy? What do you think of that guy? And yeah, they're great. Like you look at the wild guys now, it's like, yeah, they're fine. Like he's a nice guy or he's a dink or whatever, but it's, you know, the opportunity to, uh, see these guys through the eyes of like 10 year old Dan or 10 year old Jesse. Yeah. Um, you know, that's what it's all about. It is, you know, we're recording this on a Friday. So obviously some of it will be due and past come Monday, but I want to talk about 
the other big game that happened yesterday, Denver getting upset by Cornell. I don't do you, did you guys see that happening at all? I don't know much about Cornell. I knew enough about Denver to know that that was obviously a team to keep an eye out for almost a shoe into the frozen four. Now they got upset in the NCHC tournament too. So what happened to the pioneers that resulted, do you guys think, and Dan, we'll start with you that resulted in them missing this opportunity that should have been theirs. Well, I can't speak much to the game because we were, they only showed it up on the jumbotron kind of in between periods and um, maybe after the game, I think that was going down. But all I know is there was a guy, we showed up in our seats and there's a guy in a Denver Jersey, two rows behind us. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like Denver after what happened to us last year in Boston, we have the one Denver fan in the world sitting behind us at the Fargo regional where Denver's not even playing. And then ironically enough, next section over, there was a woman wearing an RIT sweater, which, you know, Jesse, you might've been there the night Minnesota state lost to uh, RIT when I was at the XL press box and yes. basically in tears. Uh, I after tried to that, forget the it. One I felt very 16 sad for you. upset. That was yeah. Yeah. awful. But like, are you kidding me? Like this is just a murderer's row of Minnesota state <laughs> NCAA tournament pasts. It's like anybody that we... wears a Holy cross Jersey to the Mariucci, right? Like it's exactly. Just like mm-hmm. I was actually surprised there. I didn't see any Holy cross jerseys in Fargo last night, but uh, you know, in terms of Denver, like, you have to wonder if there's maybe a little bit of a championship hangover for those guys. Um, I know they've been dealing with some injuries and, um, you know, their goaltender's been really good all year long. They lost, what, 2 nothing. I think was the final score. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to wonder if maybe there's a little bit of a championship hangover. And the other thing, too, is you see these upsets every year now in the NCAA tournament, like back in the day when Minnesota lost to Holy Cross, like that was a huge deal, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was even when Minnesota state lost to RIT or let's bring up Kirsten's club when St. Cloud state lost to, uh, who'd they, lose to when they were I out? know a one in yeah, six. Like, <laughs> and, and like, that's the look, that's honestly the look like as a fan, you're like, Oh, this sucks. But you know what? It happens, it seems like, every year now. These four seeds, the difference between the four seeds and the one seeds 10, 15 years ago was gigantic. And now it's just not. The parity in college hockey is so tight. It's so close. And so we shouldn't be surprised that, you know, Denver's a great team. You know, defending national champions. Tons of guys back off that team. But you know what? Cornell's not a bad team by any stretch of the imagination. And in a one-game tournament where you're not playing a series – Anything can happen, and we see it every year in college hockey now, and that's what makes this time of year great. Yeah, and that's what makes college hockey better. Sorry. Go, Kirsten. I agree with pretty much everything Dan said. He also alluded to Denver's goaltender, Magnus Krona. I also heard he was pretty banged up. Um, I don't know the extent of it. I don't know any of the details, but I know from Frozen Faceoff, um, when they were playing Colorado College, who was a team that was fighting for their season, vying to get into the NCAA tournament. I mean, Colorado College was giving it to Denver and ended up coming out on top. But they also pulled Rivalry out towards the yes, exactly. They pulled Krona in that third period and brought in their backup. And so I I don't know the extent of it there, but I think that probably definitely played a factor. I just don't know how much of in that game yesterday. Magnus Krona national championship stealer i don't like that guy <laughs> what a name Minnesota though. state was up one nothing in that game they had denver like eight shots on goal through 46 minutes like oh we're 16 damn minutes away from a national championship oh 
So it makes it so hard, though, like days like today, like you appreciate last year as a Minnesota State fan for what it was, but it's you also realize how hard it is to get to that point, right? Like how when you're 16 minutes away from a national championship, you know, it's it's easy to sit here and kind of think like, all right, well, we'll get back there next year. You know, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll get back there the year after that. You know, it, you kind of become spoiled a little bit and you realize after watching yesterday, like, it's not that easy. It's hard. And to get there, you got to play really good teams all the way through. And Minnesota state played a great game yesterday and it wasn't enough. How did you feel Kirsten? I'll start with you with the, and I know there's nothing we can do about it. Can't change it. NCAA issued the statement on why they're reasoning. How did you guys feel about all three Minnesota squads being in the same region, not allowing for a little bit of parody and a little bit of excitement across the state of Minnesota to have at least maybe two teams have a potential, but to have all three same region and to square off as quickly as they are. How do you guys feel about that? I hate it. Um, It's kind of, I don't know. I mean, I'm taking personal feelings or opinions out of it. Like, I mean, I guess I can kind of see how it, lined up the way that it did but it also seems like it's hard to just imagine that there wasn't some sort of discussion going on in the NCAA for why it was put out the way it was and I think even the bigger issue besides just throwing all of the Minnesota teams in the Fargo region I think the bigger issue is a lot of people have had a lot of hot debates and hard feelings of how they've done the regional sites for the NCAA tournament for years now. I mean, when you look out East and you have the Manchester, Connecticut, uh, whatever else they have, the regional sites, the low attendance, which makes like really not a fun playoff atmosphere for the teams and just how far away they are. They don't really make sense. And so calling for like host sites closer for like, depending on what the seeds are. I know there's been a lot of calls for that, a lot of opinions. I just don't understand. I mean, the Fargo Regional, again, good attendance out there, but it is not equal across the other three regional sites that we have. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that moving forward because I think the calls are getting louder and louder as far as conversation going for why doesn't the one seed get to host or some sort of that nature. I don't know all the ins and outs. I don't know how it would look, but I just think they need to figure out how to fix it moving forward. Dan, thoughts? No, I agree. I agree with Kirsten. And I think, you know, a lot of that discussion in terms of one seeds hosting is interesting. And and people, I think, would say um, it gives that team an unfair advantage. But you know what? That team has earned that advantage, I think, mm-hmm. by, you know, the course of its play from October through March, right? Like, if you play good enough to earn a one seed, you should have the opportunity to host that region. And I know it's it's been difficult in the past, like in Mankato, for example, um, you know, Minnesota State wouldn't have been able, they wouldn't have had the facility to host a four-team regional until probably eight, nine years ago when they did right. the, the building remodel. Uh, you know, I know there's situations around the country right now where it would be difficult for, for schools to do it, but I think you just got to find a way. Um, yeah. I, I think those one seeds have earned that. I think it would see, you'd see attendance. I thought attendance in Fargo yesterday was fantastic. Not surprising. Uh, there was a lot of North Dakota fans there that still showed up, that were still, you know, loud, that still, you know, appreciate the hockey. Uh, in terms of putting all the Minnesota teams in the same regional from a fan's perspective, I loved it. I absolutely yeah. loved it. And I get why Gopher fans would be upset. Uh, but you know what? When you look at 
you know, they they couldn't have done a true 116, 8, 9, uh, I think because Penn State was. I was going to say, well, because Penn State's hosting, right? And like Penn State's Allen hosting. So, yeah. so they had to flip it a little bit. And then the difference between the seven seed Harvard and the six seed St. Cloud State was like 0. 0.0017 in terms of the RPI uh, and their pairwise. So, you know what? It's basically the same quality team. Flip those around and you improve attendance like that's an easy change to make from a fan's perspective i loved it and you, you look at kind of the group of death aspect as a minnesota state fan and you look at gosh st cloud's really good you know that sucks as a first round matchup uh, and if you win your reward is probably minnesota the best team in the country um but you know what if you want to get to the end and you want to go where you want to go you're going to have to beat these teams anyway so what better way to do it than after a four-hour bus ride instead of taking a flight uh, what better way to do it than in front of a building full of people as opposed to going to Allentown or Manchester or Worcester or wherever these regionals are and do it in front of 150 people. And again, from a fan's perspective, there were a lot of Minnesota State fans there yesterday. It's an easy drive up yeah. uh, I-94 to get to Fargo. And so from that perspective, loved it. I thought it was great. The building was awesome. There was atmosphere. It was electric in there. And it was really fun to have the opportunity to follow my team. Uh, didn't go the way we wanted to, but uh, to have an opportunity to watch them play, uh, you know, one more game and see the season come to an end was a lot of fun. There you go. Final question for you, Dan, before we let you go and hit the road back this way. Who's your champion? Who is winning it all? Come now again, the Frozen Four has not been set yet. There are still plenty of games to be played, but by the time you guys are listening to this, we should know. Who do you got for winning the whole shebang, Dan Myers? Um, say it. Gosh, I hate to say it. I really hate to say it, and especially because it's such chalk, and I hate taking chalk. Minnesota's the best team in the country. Like, you know, they've been the best team in the country all season long. Uh, you, you have to applaud the consistency. There's never really been a dip in the schedule, and I just I, – I see – Minnesota dispatching St. Cloud State and getting out of this region. I think this region is the most difficult of all the regions, and they're gonna they're gonna come out of it. And I think that's gonna set them up for success in Tampa. Now, again, one game scenario, like anything can happen. I'd love to see a Minnesota versus Michigan rematch, mm -hmm. a, a Big Ten final. Like I think that'd be fantastic. The Big Ten championship game was great. Uh, I think those are probably two of the best teams in the country, especially now that Denver's gone. So as much as I hate to admit it, I think Minnesota probably wins the championship. Um, I just hope it's a good, good tournament the rest of the way. Like I had close games, hard fought games, some upsets along the way. I'm going to pull for Michigan tech because I love watching that hockey team and the CCHA loyalty, obviously, but they're a fun team to watch. Uh, we'll see how they do today uh, as we record this. But I think Minnesota begrudgingly, ugh, I think Minnesota <laughs> wins. It pains me to say it. Let's go. Let's if St. Cloud wins, I'm going to barf, by the way. I hope I hope that happens. But also, you're forgetting about Michigan. Yes. I, th I mean, Kirsten, I know you and I have talked about this before. I want, but I want that. I want Minnesota, Michigan in the final. I think Michigan's the next up behind Minnesota. No question about it. Kirsten, what are your thoughts? 
I think Michigan's going to win it all if we're being quite honest. And in what was it? The big 10 championship game when Michigan ended up coming out on top. I know that was like a very back and forth game as well, but I just think Michigan, they're a really good team. They've got really good talent. Sure. Maybe they haven't been as consistent as Minnesota as Dan mentioned, but I would not bet against Michigan. Are you saying that I, just to spite I, me? Minnesota losing Minnesota losing to Michigan in the Big Ten championship game, if that matchup happens to me, was the best thing that could have happened to Minnesota. Yeah, agreed. Reality check. Yep. And it's going to – they will be – not that they were going to look past Michigan by any stretch of the – but if you continue to have the same success over and over and over against these teams, I think you can maybe get a little complacent. And that loss late in the year on home ice in a big spot I think is the best thing that could have happened to Minnesota. And we saw it, you know, when they were tested a little bit against Canisius, they answered the call. Now Michigan's on a different level of Canisius, uh, but I think that loss to the Wolverines in the big 10 championship, if those two teams meet again in Tampa is the best thing that happened to them. And I think that's why Minnesota will win that game. Well, I can't Are we going to go like double or nothing Kirsten on the bet? You're not going to make me actually bet on the Gophers. Are you? Uh, no, because I, I still am waiting to see you in a St. Cloud jersey again. <sighs> this is fair. There's no, Dan, I always thought you were the I, most spiteful person in the world. Kirsten is more spiteful than even you and more like just no, no, gives no shits. It's been a two weeks. She was cheering for Kanisha's yesterday. She's been cheering against Matamidai from the get for just, well, just that... to see me be in pain. Well, I made it clear to again, you, Matamidai yes. was to spite you. We, Kirsten and I, like, we disagreed on the game yesterday. We agree when it comes to Jesse Pierce more often than not, like, screw the Zephyrs, okay? Like, that's bull crap. Number one and, in the world. Oh, come on. You class A doesn't count. I, uh, Here's the yeah. deal, though. Are you, are you, Kirsten, are you around this afternoon? My car is literally probably parked about 100 yards from where you are right now. What? I'll just drop by. We'll throw the sweater on. I rolled up here with. My buddy TJ, we actually met uh, at my folks' house. And so my car is sitting there. I have to go get my car. I'll just roll by your place and be like, hey, I'm not there saying roll roll clouds or whatever that. I'm not doing that. But <laughs> I'll pay off the damn bet. You can put it on social media. If I am humiliate home. Me, humiliate me once again on social media. If I am home when you roll by, we can make I'll that just happen. Beep. No, just let's just get it paid up. I don't want to have this holding over I mean, my head for the rest of the, the whole, weekend. That's what the people want is just to shame Dan Myers, really. It feels so good to bring him down a peg. Uh, you know, especially we're gonna tag, make sure you take Michael Russo in it, make sure you take Fullness, make sure you take everybody. Don't, oh, I will tag no, everybody. People no, going. But Dan, no. hey, thanks for showing up. Appreciate you. Welcome to your debut, episode 169. Also for nice. you, buddy. Nice. It was great. Good on Heather pointing that one out. Uh, smart gal Heather rule but no you're the best all things hockey college hockey we miss you around the sphere as much but you know now we get to just have beers and cheers and all the good stuff so thank you yeah well thanks for having me guys have a great day no problem we're gonna take another quick we're gonna take another quick break we'll be right back we're back thanks to dan for showing up what integrity that man has i didn't think i'd ever say that about him but good for him showing up with a hangover doing the thing talking uh college hockey he does know everything about college hockey so i always appreciate having him on it's the one nice thing i'll say about him today yeah 
I didn't know if you were going to continue talking. So that was my <laughs> abrupt, like, yeah, I'm a little caught off guard right now. I didn't know. I just figure you didn't have anything nice to say. So you don't say anything at all. So that's, I kind of came for him this morning. I did. Um, Someone's got to. But I respect Dan. I do. Um, more so, I'm very just excited slash nervous for Saturday's games because mm-hmm. it's hard. It's really hard. Like when you know people on the team. Like, especially because there's also like, I feel like this is going to be hard because once St. Cloud season's done, then like none of the players on the team anymore are like players that like I went to school with. Like it's like the turning. Yeah. It's the passing of the torch. You know, Bob Motzko though. I do know Bob Motzko Uh and I know Brett Larson for St. Cloud. (laughs) Yeah. But Bob Motzko did both. So I'm just saying, uh, Anyway, this week's up for debate. We did talk all things college hockey since we've already covered that covered which Minnesota team you were rooting for. Shout out to everybody who participated. That was another hot, fun, hot topic. Um, We're just going to close the show. We're just going to end it. It was fun. It's been great. It's been real. Uh, shout out to grain belt for two live shows this week and to everybody that came out and said, hi, uh, first at park place in St. Paul park, and then down in red wing at Kelly's tap house, both really, really cool spots, both huge hockey fans. And we were able to catch some good hockey games there. So thank you to grain belt. Our next show will be coming up in April, right around playoff time, still finalizing dates, but I do believe it is confirmed for drum roll, please. Kirsten, you want to give your crappy drum roll? Hey, let's be nice here. Let me pull out my Sorry. drumsticks. Got my drumsticks. Okay, hold on. Let me set this down quick. I'll do it. I'm going to set it up. Routine it up. And it's silent. Okay, I need like something that'll echo. My drumming was fine. It's- Can I go back to saying the crappy drum roll then? Like, <laughs> No. <laughs> That's it. That's the thing that hurts your heart. Yes. I'm so sorry about that. Um, Anyway, Harbor Bar in Stillwater is where we will be for our next live show. Super excited. Great spot. Look forward to seeing you all there. Um, Stay tuned to our social media for more details on that. So thank you to Grain Belt. Shout out to Soda Stick for all of the merch. Go get some. Use code BARDOWNBEAUTIES at checkout for 15% off. Shout out to Talk North. Royal Credit Union. Jim Beam. And shout out to you guys. You guys are the best. Kirsten, you're the best. Drum this roll. This podcast is made possible due to listeners like you. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>